Welcome into the Bears Coaches Show with Head Coach Matt Nagy, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight here on News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Coach Nagy with us until the bottom of the hour. Then we joined by offensive coordinator Bill Lazor. We talk Bears, Bucks, and then preview San Francisco's visit next Sunday at noon at Soldier Field. Good evening, Matt. First and foremost, everybody wants to know, how are you feeling? Yeah, good evening, Jeff. No, I'm feeling good. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, get, you get up this morning and you get the news. It's obviously a, a shocker, but it, it is what it is. And we got a great staff of uh, people to be able to help out and get going. So um, that's where we're at and that's how we're handling it. Yes, this morning, a revealing a positive COVID test. So you're going to be remote for a time, uh, yet another hurdle, huh? How about it? Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It is. And for sure, I think uh, in a lot of ways, Jeff, we're, we are certainly being tested, um, but that's okay. I, I do believe in, in the resiliency of um, who we are and, and everything, and, but we got to do it. And, and this is just another hurdle for us to, to get over. And I know we will and uh, get back to that tape and look as to, where we can get better from uh, from the game yesterday, and um, and we got to fix it, and we got to go out, and we got to do it, and we got to get back on the winning track. So you know, health is of, of utmost concern. So you know, you sound a little stuffy. Uh, do you still have the juice to to keep grinding, or are you are you being a football coach, or you being smart? No, no, I've, everything's yeah, we're good. And um, whenever you're coaching football, you can always have fun, and you always, you always uh, you know, you get another opportunity to get back at it. And I think. Um, Again, you know, the, the moments of um, being with the guys after the game and, and just seeing their seriousness to, to where we were and, and, and their care and, you know, just, just talking about pride and, and, and getting this thing back on track is, is the only thing that we can do. So uh, just the coaches that we have, the players that we have um, rallying around each other, supporting each other and getting it right back on track. So two different places. Take me to both. One, uh, before the game, Saturday night, because I know it's been discussed. You said the team got closer over the last couple of days for whatever reason that may be. Can, can you share why and then take us after the game? Because the result obviously was not good. Yeah, I'd say two things. That I think, number one, um, you know, as I said this morning, um, one of the biggest things is uh, as a, as a leader, or as a head coach, you want to be able to, it's your job to be able to have a pulse of the team and where they're at. And, you know, we've gone through a bunch of little things here or there, um, whatever it is, uh, which all teams go through. And I think it's my job to make sure that when you, when you feel like, Hey, this is a great opportunity to be able to, to, to send a message to them and not just for that game for yesterday, you know, but for, for the rest of the year and how we handle things and how we do things and who we are, let's not forget who we are. Um, as a team, um, the results may not always be what we want them to be. Uh, and we understand that and, and what everybody wants them to be. But if we're real, we understand that we stick together and we're real. Um, we don't run from, um, from failure. You know, we accept it and we, we, um, we use it as adversity to make us get better. Everything is not always perfect. And, and um, how are we going to fix it? So, uh, you know, the, the, the frustration that, that, that we all have is real and understandable. We get all of that uh, completely. The only way to fix it is to be more productive, which is going to help you win. And that's in all three phases. And if we do that and we win, it cures a lot of stuff. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's going through these times that you got to be able to stay mentally strong more than anything. And that's what the challenge is for this week. You know, the anticipation was it was going to take a monumental effort to, to win in Tampa against that team right now as, as championship caliber as they are. And they're just 
they're on a roll. They've, they've been on a roll since uh, late last season, all the way through the playoffs. Was this almost, could you describe as an anticipatory move by you to make sure everybody keeps their head? The, you know, on Saturday night, hey, this may not turn out the way we want. You're not saying you're giving up or you couldn't win, but, you know, there was a chance that this could happen. Were you trying to, like, head something off of the past? Right, right. Probably the biggest thing was when, when you talk, you know, everything that we've discussed about how we – what our practice habits are, um, you know, what things that we do throughout the week, the little things, um, just making sure we stay, uh, stay on all that. And, and then um, when you get to a point, you know, I, I have the opportunity every Saturday night before the game to be able to, to speak my message to the team and whatever that is. Sometimes it's offense, defense, special teams. Sometimes it's about the opponent we're playing. And, and other times it's, it's a little more vocal or, or a little bit more impactful uh, at the right time. And I think that's what the other, the other night was, was really, again, it wasn't, it wasn't directed so much just at that game uh, that we played. It was, it was directed more so about our team and our family moving forward and how we're going to do it regardless of the results, how, how are we going to do it? Because we do know um, the, the ebb and flow of the season and how it goes. And when, when we won two games a few weeks ago, we were feeling really good. And now all of a sudden you lose two games. And so the only way to fix that is to get back and win that next game uh, at home against a good football team with Sam Fran and then win another one and then get to the bye week and, and get back on track like everybody wants to with those bye weeks, get healthy and, and then make that run. So, um, you know, for us, that was really the biggest message of it all. And I feel like the reason why I thought it was impactful is because I felt like it was well-received, you know, and, um, and now, now we got to go out and do it this week. Uh, interesting quote after the game from Justin Fields, because obviously the young man has not experienced stuff like this in his high school or college days. Uh, blessed with great uh, skill himself, he could lead his high school team, and he certainly led Ohio State in a great program like that. But he said he was asked how he felt. And he says, it's not really anger. It's just like I've never been in this position where I'm losing, so I don't know how to feel. How do you want him to feel? Well, you, 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 uh, when he, you know, when he makes a comment like that, you, you understand it because all his life he's been a winner and that's why he's so successful. I mean, you, you look at, at a guy like Justin, at, uh, at, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence as well. Right. And another guy who didn't lose game, many games in college and high school. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the NFL hits. So, um, really, I believe that again, as much as we all want to continue to see the growth physically on the field, there's the mental aspect of it too, as playing quarterback in the NFL. Um, it's not easy. It is difficult. Uh, every team is going to present you with a challenge every single week, not just for the quarterback, but for all for the offense, for the defense, for special teams, for the coaching staff. And you better be on your A game every every week. And so um, th this is a great time for him to learn that. And and he's got to be able to voice how he feels. Uh, and then we all talk through how, how we you know, how can we all improve? How can we all get better? And um, the, the beautiful thing about Justin is he has that if factor. It's one of his greatest strengths is his ability to persevere. And um, that's something that you either have it or you don't. He has it. We're lucky he has it. And we know he's, you know, we're all going to bounce back. Snap, going to flip it on the end around here to Herbert with a nice block. Springs him 35-30. Cuts it up to the 25 and standing up, he goes out of bounds. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and consultants, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at whipley.com. Heard the Khalil Herbert jet sweep uh, initially 
We uh, we uh, mistakenly in the, in the booth gave him rushing yardage, but that was a pass. But uh, overall, uh, what he's learning and you're learning about his running his style and his adaptability over over these last three games and what he's expanded in his in his repertoire uh, really is something. This is a great story. Just uh, talk about his day overall and how the line blocked for him in the running game. Yeah, he's he's been really impressive these last several weeks. Uh, it, it's he, he's a guy that. When you see him touch the football, um, he kind of glides. He glides a little bit. And when he, when he, um, when he, somebody comes to just try to arm tackle him or even just try to wrap, it's difficult because he's always moving and um, it's just kind of like they, they slide or, or bounce off of him. And, you know, he, he also has that ability to just run through the arm tackle. So, all that said, I think it's pretty impressive against the number one rush defense in the NFL uh, for him to be able to put up 100 yards in the O line to block the way they did alone to tight ends and stuff. So um, that's certainly a, a positive point for us that we want to grow off of. We don't want to lose sight of that within that game, even though it was difficult in so many ways. Um, we want to grow off of the positivity of that. And, and that that's something that uh, is good for us. Uh, interesting a development right before the game, obviously. And we did discuss this a little bit after the game with you uh, in Tampa. Elijah Wilkinson uh, removed from the starting lineup. Now it's Latavius Simmons. Certainly, you know, that you always tell these guys, okay, be ready to go. But the reality is, you know, it is a shock to the system. This is, this is the way it is in the National Football League. So overall, how he handled it and then what Alex Bars did. Yeah, so, you know, you get that, you get that call in the morning. And um, those are, you know, we've had those before in the past for other reasons. And it, 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 that's a, a perfect example why you always got to be ready um, as a backup. And so, um, you know, uh, pig came in there and, and uh, you know, he was able to, to come in on short notice and, and do what he was supposed to do. And, you know, there, there was a couple of times where just us collectively, um, you know, we, we weren't able to, to, um, you know, to get some things done, but at the same point in time, his, his effort and his care and his want to get better. And he'll do that with, with, with Lachavius. And then for Alex to be able to come in and, and help out, um, you know, he has a role within this offense. He's very versatile and, and I thought he did a great job. So, Again, you know, these are part of uh, what you go through uh, in, in every season, and we just got to be able to handle it. Everyone's got to stay prepared, um, just just like right now with me and my situation. You know, everyone in the next man up mentality. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know what your availability will be on Sunday. I guess it's a day-by-day -day process, right? So yep, uh, day by Chris, day. Chris Tabor uh, gets the baton for the moment, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. He's your chief lieutenant. Uh, Matt, before the game, uh, in our interview, I said, you know, do you feel like the passing game is developing to the point that you're knocking on the door? Did anything happen in the game that changes that thought for you? No, nothing happened other than just, you know, they, they brought some some different blitzes um, where there's a communication process to be able to, you know, move within the play, uh, within the snap for us to, to get fixed and, and corrected, and we'll do that. But, you know, we, we got to be able to uh, to to – make sure that the passing game grows and gets better. And, um, and then when you, when you have that along with the run game, they'll complement each other really well. And again, you know, just going through the tape and just seeing where we're at, um, you know, the, what I think the biggest thing is, is the start, you know, against a team like that in that football game, if you get behind 21 to nothing against that team, it's, it's trouble. So we got to be able to, to make sure if we're going to take the ball that we don't go three and out. Um, we need to get first downs. At worst, you need to flip the field. 
Uh, and then, of course, you can't have the big punt return, and then you can't have a penalty on the first play on defense. And it, it kind of goes on and on to start. That's what we got to eliminate. We got, we, we're a much better team when we start fast. And, you know, for him, you know, I always get worried with young quarterbacks getting sacked a bunch. And right now he, he has been sacked the most times in the NFL. And it's coming at him swift. And sometimes, in some cases, there's not much he can do other than try to get out of trouble. And that's just the reality of it all. Do you have to keep an eye on that? Yeah, no, we, we need to be very cognizant of that. And, um, and I, I feel like, uh, especially after the, the Cleveland game, um, that, that we've been really good with trying to make sure that um, as much as we can, we're helping out. It, it's, it's, it's literally impossible to help out on every single play just for, for different reasons. But when you can help out, you, you need to do that. And, and that's okay. Um, we want to make sure that he's feeling good back there in the pocket. And, and then whenever he has a progression, that he stays within the progression, that the ball's out on time too, because there's a lot of different parts of, of taking sacks, right? Whether it's, uh, hey, the defense covered it up. Uh, it was good by the defense and it wasn't a good play call. Was it the ball? Was the ball out on time by the quarterback? Was there a missed block? Uh, there's so many things that go into that sack study. So we got to make sure that no matter what it is, that we limit that so that we because uh, those are negative yards. You can't have negative yards. Got to stay ahead of the sticks. And then sometimes they can create turnovers and we don't want that. Snap back fields blitzes on and it's picked up throw to commit makes the catch of the 45 struggling the midfield and he gets a shade into Buccaneer territory to the 49. Download the Chicago Bears app to play our new predictor game, Risk It, brought to you by Bet Rivers for your chance to win $250 in free bets in a custom Bears jersey. Final moments with Matt Nagy. All right, so we've been talking about tight ends for a while. Cole Komet, Jesse James, crack to uh, Jesper Horstead in the end zone that didn't uh, result in a touchdown, but a, a, good, a good bid on trying to get one. So the tight end got involved. Uh, is this a, a new floor to keep building on? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, some of the personnel that we're working with, uh, you can see you saw some of that uh, yesterday. And again, um, we'll continue to, to grow. And we want to be able to be multiple in our personnel packages with whatever that is um, to be able to, to, to see where they're at as a defense and kind of go back and forth. And so yesterday happened to be a little bit heavier in that in that side of it. And then again, target wise, too. So those guys have done a great job. We want to keep that going. Yeah, you know, and they've also done a very nice job of blocking. Uh, would you agree? So over yeah. these last few weeks. So, you know, does this grow now to maybe where, you know, the defense is suspecting them in there as blockers as opposed to receivers? And then does that create opportunities for them in the passing game? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you you know, you get these guys that are out there and they're blocking. And that's where you see, like, the, the play actions or the movements, you know, Jesse James had a, had a naked yesterday where we bootlegged to him and threw him one in the flat and Cole's had a couple. And, you know, like you said, we had the one fade to, to Jesper in the end zone, but um, it, it can help more so probably in the play action game when we are running the ball well with the tight ends. Uh, and so what we got to that schematically, you know, we got to make sure tendency wise, we're doing our, our right stuff, but they're, they've definitely uh, been more involved. All right, let's talk about the defense. Um, yesterday, uh, they had a real uh, challenge on their hands, obviously, with Tom Brady on short fields. A uh, couple of guys that deserve recognition, obviously DeAndre Houston Carson, whom he, again, his value, uh, got involved in many different ways as starting safety, but finished with 11 tackles. Um, he may not be the fastest. He not, may not be the biggest, but, boy, he is smart and really knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's, it's great for Sean to be able to have him to use him in different packages. Uh, I think DHC has done a phenomenal job at 
really uh, number one being such a leader on the special teams unit, but then number two, being able to go out there and be productive, like you just said, on the defensive side of the ball. So he's been doing it a while. He's savvy. Uh, had a big pick in that Raiders game. And then yesterday, obviously, played well, too. So uh, that's something that we want to keep going. And, and uh, you know, those guys are doing a great job. And a game like that without Hicks and Quinn, you feel their absence. But how did you think overall, given the scenarios that they did overall, the defense? Yeah, I thought, well, it started with their practices. I thought the guys had a, a great week of practice. And, um, you know, there, there were some times there where uh, they were getting some chunks uh, in, in the second part of the, the, the third and fourth quarter. Um, and, you know, just like, we knew going into it, it was going to be very difficult to try to get pressure on Tom. He, he gets the ball fast. And he really, you talk about timing with your feet. I mean, that, that's a, that's a five-hitch throw type throw on every play, whether it's play action, whether it's drop back, that ball's out. And, he's not going to really let you get touched too often. So when you do get opportunity, you got to hit them. Um, but then once they got that lead, they were really able to, to get that run game going and do some different things. And, but I was proud of our defense uh, with those as, as, you know, as minute as it can sound um, to us, the fact that they um, were able to hold them on that fourth and inches, fourth and one and fought twice down there in the goal line. Uh, that that's, that uh, speaks to who they are. And we got to be able to use that moving forward. You made a passionate plea this morning in your news conference with the, with the media for points. And it's all about points right now. Uh, do, do you feel that you and your staff will find those pathways to points? Yeah, I do. I do. And, and uh, it's, it's not just, it's, it's going to be all of us doing it together. And um, trust me, they're, they're all grinding away right now, trying to um, find these answers uh, with the players and, and, and making sure that, um, you know, there, there's some, in my opinion, you know, when, when you have, you know, these coaching um, ideas and thoughts and suggestions from the players too, when you go through all this, you, you want to make sure that you're honest when you go through it all too. So if there's any opportunities within the game that should have been made, then we, you know, we bring that up. And if it is execution, we bring that up. So uh, when you get an opportunity to make a play, you make the play. Uh, when, when we get an opportunity to call a, a play at a certain time, you, you got to make that play call. So that's kind of um, the, the emphasis. And, and when we do that, uh, you know, we can, we have the ability to be really special. And so we just got to go out, we got to do a great week of practice and, and, uh, and see where it goes. All right. Final 30 seconds. Uh, you're going to get an angry bunch of Niners. Uh, they've lost four in a row. So we know what that's like and backs against the wall, the whole, every cliche in the book when they come to town. Yeah, well, you know, another another team that has had uh, a lot of success over the years and they're really well coached and, you know, they work through the run game and the play actions and they got a, a fast defense that flies around. You know, they had a big game last night, um, you know, in some weather versus the Colts. So, um, you, you know, again, every one of these games, the NFL, you can throw the records out the window. They all matter. And they, they all are tough. So we, we, we got to make sure that, that uh, we come out and just play our game. I appreciate it, Matt. Feel better. And uh, knock on wood, everything goes well. You'll be back on the sidelines on Sunday at Soldier Field. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. Sunday's game against the San Francisco 49ers brought to you by Jewel Osco, the official grocery partner of the Chicago Bears. Back on the Bears Coaches Show with our guest this week, Bears Offensive Coordinator Bill Lazer. Bill, good evening. How you doing? And a uh, lot to break down, obviously, for a game like this, especially for a, for a rookie quarterback. Um, what did you see on tape? And let's start with that in terms of breaking this one down. Well, I think, I think the, the uh, way the game started, 
you know, was disappointing when you when you prepare how uh, the early plays are going to go. And, and obviously we got off uh, to a rough start that first drive. And, uh, you know, sometimes you think, well, the, the momentum matters or doesn't matter. But I, I think I think uh, part of the deal for us is when you do get off to that kind of start, then we got to get momentum changed. And obviously it took, it took us a while really to get much going. So with the five turnovers, obviously uh, those are, are going to sting and gave short fields to the opposition. But overall, I mean, it, it's a team thing there with those turnovers. It's just not just in committing them. Uh, what, what kind, kind of conversation did you have with them throughout the game? Because he is a calm guy uh, and so are you. And he appreciates that. And then what's your post-game conversation like with him to just to keep his confidence up, even though he might tell you he's confident, we're all human here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think the, the big thing is the big picture of, okay. You know, most, most games or I guess all games are going to have some good and some bad. We, we'd all like to have those games. Like we've seen them have or more, there's more good than bad, but when you come out of them, you got to keep it level. Uh, you got to just keep the attitude. Well, if we learn from the bad, then it's really not bad because in, in the big picture, it's going to, it's going to help us. And uh, I think when you talk about committing five turnovers as an offense, you probably have uh, a very small chance of ever winning a game in the NFL that way. And certainly you're playing against a team with a good record. So uh, you just make it really hard on yourself. So we, we have to look at where uh, it, it was, a scheme issue where it was just a, a technique issue where it was, you know, mo most of those turnovers, it's more than one thing that leads to it. Right. And, and uh, the, the heaviest responsibility is always on the guy with the ball in his hand. And that's, that's what Justin is for most plays in the game. And uh, he, I think he understands that. And so, you know, the, the, uh, the bar set really high and the great thing about him, the competitor he is, is, is he'll, he, he's ready to answer that call. Yeah, he said as much after the game yesterday, um, you know, basically saying just that. So he says he's never going to stop stop working or anything like that. Uh, and that would be an assumed thing as a young player. Uh, in terms of where he is positioned on the road in that kind of environment, like Cleveland, um, when things aren't going well and it is loud and it's it's a situation where if he's in the gun and you guys have your – uh, cadence is there anything with his positioning under center versus shotgun that maybe get the appearance the defense is not going to be timing up the rhythm of the count by what you're doing with James Daniels and the signal and it just seemed like Shaq Barrett was off the line of scrimmage in a in a moment's notice well he let's say this going even going into the game we knew that Shaq was good at that um, we knew that he has great get off I mean a lot is said about whether teams have a home field advantage or not. And, and I know a lot had been talked about early this year about did it really make a big difference? Well, that, that's probably the one biggest area, especially for the offense where, where a home field advantage makes a difference, which is a, a loud, a loud stadium, you know, and just to get off of your line. And if, and if your tackles and tight ends, the guys who are furthest away from the ball, if they're just not totally on top of it, as far as timing up the whole mechanics and making sure they get off, uh, it, it puts you at a disadvantage. But I, I we, we knew going in, you could see on tape 58 and how uh, how he, he does a great job getting a, a jump. And um, 
we have our change ups to the cadence and I'd like to think that we did a good job using them, but uh, when you watch the tape, you know, you can't, can't uh, say that the 58 wasn't still going. He probably, you know, reality is he's, he probably is willing to give up a, a, a yeah. offsides penalty or two to get, to get that jump. A quick snap from center and a handoff left. Here's Herbert hits the gas 30 yard line through a hole 35, 40, 45 keeps churning to midfield, moves the pile all the way down to the 45 yard line. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. Joining us, offensive coordinator Bill Lazor. And if you're attending Sunday's game, be sure to stop by the Miller Lite Ultimate Tailgate located at the Field Museum for food, games, music, and more. Free to Bears fans of all ages. The Ultimate Tailgate open at 10 a.m. through one hour post-game. Just heard a highlight of Khalil Herbert. Um, you know, I, I can't even say it surprises us anymore because you guys scouted him. The, the uh, college and pro department looked at him. You guys drafted him in the sixth round, but... Is there still some impressiveness here about what Khalil's doing? Because I think yesterday, again, I don't know what the yards after contact did. Of the 100 yards, I bet three quarters of it might have been after contact and, and broken tackles. Um, not a surprise, but is it still impressive? And is this earning him and opening up more opportunities, even when you get David Montgomery back up and running? Well, I think what you're, the way you put it was great that, that, that not a surprise now, but still impressive. And, and uh, for, for a first year player, for a rookie to, to just handle the game week, how he does to handle game day, how he does uh, trying, try Khalil's trying really hard to be a complete player, you know, to, to, to do his part, both not only running the football, um, getting some plays in space and making big plays and, and, having plays in tight quarters and being a physical runner, but also in pass protection and just all the different things that a, an NFL back needs to do. So I, I think what's impressive is how he's, he has quickly become a very well-rounded player. And caught all five of his targets yesterday too. I, I know I've, I've spoken to him as well. He's trying to work really hard on that aspect of his game. Yeah, no, he's doing, he's doing, he's doing great. And, you know, when, when injuries happen, one of the things that you have to be real, careful of I think in this league because you know the the frontline players get get such um, attention right that's just kind of the nature of of having a professional league and so when you lose them it it it, it is certainly uh, something that you feel I'm not just talking about David I'm, I'm just talking in general in the NFL but what we have to be careful is we have to make sure we maintain a really high standard of expectations for the guys who come in because it, the, over the course of the season, that's going to happen. But, but this is the standard that we expect bears players to play at on offense. And it doesn't drop because the starters out or the first and second string backs are out, right? This is, this is still what we expect to play winning football. And I think Khalil's really um, taken to that, you know, and, and no one, no one's making excuses for him because he's a rookie. Because uh, he hasn't played much, so just we'll, we'll keep our standard high, and, and he's answering the bell. So when you find out Elijah Wilkinson is not going to be able to play, uh, and you go to Latavius Simmons, you could have gone to Alex Bars. He's in the heavy package. I mean, is, is this to keep your plan in place, or this was Latavius's turn to get up there? And and how did that process all work for you in terms of what plays you had to start the game, the first fifteen? Well, the, uh, Lachavius had played for us in the preseason. He, he'd spent a lot of time out there at tackle. And, uh, you know, we had felt like he played well enough that, that uh, 
we felt good about going in. Obviously, uh, had some rough rough time. Uh, certainly, moving Alex to that spot does limit you in some of the packages that have been successful for us the last couple of weeks with with Alex coming in as an extra tight end. So all of those things get balanced, and you know, players players uh, get opportunities and uh, no. Uh, rough outing should be a fatal outing. You know what right. I mean? And, and I think guys gain experience and they go and there's nothing like playing a, an NFL game on the road as an offensive tackle. I mean, you just, you can't really prepare for it. You can play loud music at practice, but it's just not the same. And so uh, the Chavis will learn, learn from whatever mistakes he made and uh, we believe in him and what his ability is. So he'll, he'll get better. He'll keep going. How did you think Alex uh, did after that? I thought Alex did fine. There were a couple times probably where the uh, the sets that you take as a tackle maybe are a little bit different. We were we were playing formidable guys on the edge. Obviously, these are these are proven uh, productive players. So so Alex wasn't perfect. But the thing we've learned about Alex Bars is whatever he's called upon for, he's going to be ready to step up and do it. And so uh, I thought it was a, a sol- solid outing from him, especially without being prepared for it and. Uh, you know, couldn't couldn't be prouder of it. We know what we have in Alex. He proved it last year when he came in as a starter at center, at, at guard. Uh, now he's played at tackle. He's played extra tight end. I mean, the guy's just he, – he's just – he'll do anything we ask, and we get his all all the time. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with offensive coordinator Bill Lazor. We'll look ahead to the 49ers in just a moment. You know, the interesting thing about play calling is, you know, you, 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 you have what you have in front of you, but when you – down 21 right away or down th- I mean, does everything go out the window or how do you recalibrate as a play call? Well, uh, I think over time you learn not to, not to panic and not to react too quickly. Certainly 21, nothing is not fun uh, when you're behind, but you, you, you'd like to think, Hey, if we believed in the run game coming in here as being part of what we're going to do, now may, maybe it, it's not the same as if the score was 3-3, but we can still keep that as part of what we're doing. We, the, the thing you don't want to do is become one-dimensional. I think the, the way the rules are set on offense or in, in football in the NFL today, the, the offense has a lot of advantages over the defense. The time when you lose your advantage offensively is when the defense knows what you're doing. Right. If they know you're running the ball at the end of the game around fourth and one, if uh, they know you're throwing the ball at the end of the game, if they know you're throwing the ball in third and 15, I mean, those are the times when it kind of goes back to advantage defense. And so even though you're down 21, nothing early, you don't want to give them the advantage of knowing that we're going to throw it every single play. And it's just not, it's not a good situation. So we, we tried to maintain some balance. Obviously when you look at, uh, how it went three points, not very good. So maybe the balance, maybe keeping balance actually didn't help us, you know, and, and you guys have to be honest about that too. I mean, it, when the score gets to a certain point, sometimes you, it is time to, to change the plans. Um, but in, in the midst of the game, you react to not only the score of the game, but also how are we doing running the football? How are we doing pass protecting? How are we doing getting open? Uh, and all, all those all those things factor together. That's why you have a big call sheet because sometimes you have to have to move off the mark and adjust. Now it's time to look ahead. Brought to you by Bet Rivers, the official sportsbook partner of the Bears. Before last night's three takeaways in a bad weather game in the rain in San Francisco, the 49ers only had two takeaways. Now five on the season. So let's begin there. New defensive coordinator 
D'Amico Ryans, uh, not that far removed from being a, an outstanding player and a former linebacker, replacing now Jets head coach Robert Sala. From your early look at the 49ers, is he maintaining a similar scheme or is he putting his own wrinkle on it? Or this is a complete unknown as a, as a coordinator, obviously. Well, I think, I think there are enough, there's enough video now to know, to know what they're doing. We knew who a lot of these players were before now, but I, you know, you can see them on tape and they have some really, really good players, um, which is, which has brought them success defensively in the past and, and will continue to, I, I do think there is a, a little unknown when you're talking about a new defensive coordinator, just when it comes to situational things, there will only be so many uh, red zone snaps of him calling the defense. And you can say, well, it's, it's some of the same red zone schemes as last year, but the coordinator is going to develop his own personality, how aggressive he wants to be uh, in the game situations, fourth down calls, all those things. And so there, there will be a little bit of unknown with a, a smaller book, so to speak, on this coordinator than on some others. But uh, I think we'll probably start the week focused on their really good players, uh, which we know they have, especially in the front. You know, they've got some really good football players. Starting there, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Fred Warner. That's enough to worry about right there. He, that's <laughs> uh, an easy list to make. Yes, exactly. But hard, hard list to block. Yes, indeed. Well, good luck with your preparation. Looking for the bounce back. I know uh, you guys will be excited to hit the practice field this week. And thanks, as always, for your time. Great. Thank you very much. That's going to do it for tonight's show. I want to thank Bears head coach Matt Nagy and offensive coordinator Bill Lazer. And, of course, our producers Jordan Treadup, Keith Johnson, and Andy Gersher. We'll come to you from Soldier Field for a noon kickoff against the 49ers. Our pregame gets underway at 9. And, again, the kickoff at noon from Soldier Field. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Good night, everybody.